0: RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another edition of the Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. Today we have a, a very special guest, uh, a new friend of mine. Uh, we just kind of got to spend some time together here recently, but an avid fisherman, Um since he was a kid and uh, one of the better players of the game of baseball currently on the planet. Uh, My good friend Austin Meadows joins us. Austin, how are you, buddy?
1: Good, Mike. Thanks for having me, man.
0: I uh, appreciate the time. I know uh, we're not too far here from you uh, having to report and things getting kicked off. So I know you've been working out and rocking and rolling. So I appreciate you giving us a little time. Yeah, of course,
1: man. No problem at all.
0: So born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Grayson Grayson yes. high school graduate which is in Loganville, Georgia. That's just outside of Atlanta, I assume?
1: Just just outside of Atlanta about 45 minutes to an hour northeast of Atlanta.
0: Okay. So so tell me, I mean, in 2013 you're you're a first round draft pick by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, you know, it doesn't take a real brain surgeon to figure out that you must've been a really, really good baseball player in high school. (laughs) So what, what, what is that like? Um, you know, just, you know, growing, did you, did you do the whole deal? Did you start in T-ball? I mean, I know your brother plays ball as well. So Parker, so what, you know, how does this whole thing kind of start the baseball through, you know, Austin's journey? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. We started playing baseball at a really young age, um, specifically me, I started playing probably when I was three or four years old, you know, um, hitting off a tee and playing tee ball. Um, and our parents just got us into a, to baseball early. I think for me and Parker, it was our first sport, um, that we had, you know, started at the, at a young age. And, um, yeah, they kind of put me into uh, a lot of different sports as well. When it came to like soccer, basketball, uh, football, um, so it was just kind of go, go, go all the time. Um, when we were younger up until high school, um, continuous, you know, games, practices, um, school and, and doing it all over every day of the week. So that's kind of all we knew as kids. Um, you know, and obviously I credit my parents for the success that we have. Um, cause you know, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here when it comes to them pushing us and, um, you know, <laughs> waking us up early for school or taking us to practice and stuff like that. So, um, yeah.
0: Well, it, it certainly looks like it uh, It paid off a little bit for him. Now, is there a sport when you were a kid? Now, if you played all these sports, is there another sport that you thought you were going to end up playing professionally or something you dreamed about doing professionally? Or was it always, I want to be a professional baseball player?
1: That's a good question. You know, for me, I think it was always I wanted to be a professional baseball player. I, I played other sports, obviously. Um, but through high school, I played baseball and football, Um And at that point, my junior year of high school, um, I had quit football for my senior season because I kind of knew uh, that's when, you know, the scouts had uh, coming to my games and to the house and kind of understood that, okay, this is going to be a reality for me that, you know, I'll be drafted high and um, this is going to be my career. So about my junior year that, you know, that shifted um, into baseball only. And, uh, you know, it kind of took off from there.
0: How, how, Explain to me, and, and for the listeners, uh, I, I just recently spent some time with Austin, uh, his wife Alexis. Uh, we got to sit down and do some dinner, and then Austin and I spent a whole day on the boat filming an episode of Real Animals TV. And, and I think the probably the most impressive takeaway I had, Austin, is almost instantaneously from actually, you know, we had met before, but we had never got to sit down and talk. Like the minute... I got to the restaurant and sat down at the bar and talking with you and your wife you just seem so down to earth do you does that did, does that come from do you think that was just in your upbringing is that kind of your personality not too high not too low i mean what how does how does all that happen because it again you're you're a big stud in high school you know before your senior year you know you're going to be drafted probably pretty high i mean how do you I, to me it's it's always it's always a pleasure to meet somebody who has had so much success, even starting at a young age and then to be so grounded.
1: Right. Um, yeah. I think for me, you know, it was in my upbringing, um, you know, I think ingrained um, at an early age to, you know, treat people right. Um, you know, not talk about yourself, but just go about your business the right way. And uh, you know, I think, like I said, going back to my parents, just um, crediting my parents for that, you know, raising us the right way, um, and continuing to treat people with respect and, um, just, just go out there and, and play your game, you know? And, uh, that's something that's always kind of stuck with me. I've never been kind of the guy in the, in the room on the team, the raw, raw guy. I'm, you know, a quiet, humble guy that just goes about my business and kind of let the playing do the talking. Um, obviously, you know, you have your ups and downs in and life and in baseball. Um, but for me, I try to stay, you know kind of even keel um you know not too high not too low as possible because um, you know i found that that you know that kind of you know works with me when it comes to um not only everyday life but you know sports as well
0: were, were you an outfielder early or, or did you change positions a lot play a bunch of different positions in high school and then you know land in the outfield in, in the bigs or you know how did that work out
1: um I had started at a young age, um, kind of played everywhere, you know, as t T-ball, you kind of just scrambling, doing whatever you want, <laughs> just having fun, right? So um, not really caring, you know, sitting in the outfield picking flowers or whatnot. But, <laughs> but um, no, for me, um, in high school, I had pitched a little bit, but mainly played the outfield, um, left field, center field, and right field. Um, but, I, you know, I had always um, pitched growing up, too, and uh, you know my my arm honestly just couldn't handle it. I have a ton of strikeout pitchers. I don't know how they do it, but uh, yeah, that's when things kind of shifted for me. And um, in high school, I you knew I was going to be an outfielder, and you know the rest of history.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. Now, what what position does Parker play?
1: Parker's outfield as well. He plays center field. Um, you know, kind of all over the outfield as well.
0: Who had the better high school career? That's a good one. That's a good question. <laughs> I think I had a
1: higher average. Okay. I think he he um, he was a stud as well. So it's a tough one to say that's kind of a toss-up. Um, but uh, uh he might have had some, you know, he might have had some more homers, He might have had some more homers, but we all we're, we still compete to this day, as you can tell.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I figured uh, I have a younger brother, and uh, we're the same way, so we still compete. <laughs> Competed in the you yep. know, in the driveway for years and in the fields around the neighborhood for years, and we're still competing. That's right. Now we're old, so it's very uh, it's very <laughs> funny. What goes What goes through your mind? With all the work and all the time you put in, I mean, you know, you were a top 10 draft pick in 2013, going number nine overall. What goes through your mm-hmm. mind when you when you get that phone call, when, when you know that you know, all this has come to fruition?
1: Man, a lot of emotions really, really come to your head. Um, I think for me, you know, I, I had an idea that I was going to be drafted, um, you know, in the first round, but I didn't know what number. I didn't know how soon. Um, so, you know, it kind of takes me back to that, to that night having family. We had, you know, I had actually had the option of, um, going up to New York where the show was filmed and to be there, um, for, you know, draft day and get to go on the, um, stage. It was Bud Seeley was the commissioner at the time to shake his hand and all that stuff. But I actually optioned to stay home. Um, I'm a family guy. We have a large family back where I'm from. So we got the whole family together. Um, and you know, it was funny cause the way it kind of happened, um, my mom, she, she's creative and she had, um, the first 10 picks, uh, of hats lined up on the, um, on the, uh, cabinet right there in the kitchen. <laughs> and, uh, every time a team would have picked me, she would knock them down. <laughs> and, um, you know, it came to 9 and the Pirates, and, uh, you know, it was just a, a really, really emotional time. Um, you know, all that all that hard work had paid off, but, you know, the work was just kind of beginning. Sure. And, uh, you know, it was really, really special.
0: Yeah, I'll bet that was magical. That's uh, That seems cool. And you just from the little bit of time I spent with you, if somebody were to ask me, you know, do you think Austin went to New York or do you think he stayed with his family? I would have picked, I'll bet he stayed with his family. That doesn't surprise me at all. So that's, uh, For sure. yeah, that's very cool. I, uh, I, uh, I definitely, uh, I dig that about you, the angle that you come from and, and, and all that's pretty special. So when, when you get, when you get, you know, to the pirates organization and, and you get to minor league ball and, and you get to your first, you know, camp and you start to see the talent coming from all over the place, you know, I, 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 I was a pretty good high school basketball player and just a really bad student, so I never had the opportunity to to play college ball. But when I went overseas in the military, the first base team that, that I had a chance to try out for, um, I walked in the gym and there was about 75 guys in there. We had guys from New York City and from all over the place, mm, yeah. and I thought man, I was a pretty good basketball player. I don't know about this. That dude just left from the free (laughs) throw line and that dude just touched the rim with his head. And Oh my God. I don't know if I can do this. You know, you know, and I ended up a starter and I ended up, you know, playing over there the whole time I was there. All that's good. But when you first get there, do you, do you have that moment where you're like, Oh boy, (laughs) what did I step in? (laughs) Or do you just really confident and feel like, you know what? I belong. They drafted me. I mean, how do you, how do you handle that day?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, um, going back to the mix of emotions, you know, you don't really know kind of what to expect. Um, you know, you're just drafted, um, you're on a high, you're excited to get going and then there comes the part where you have to leave your family. You have to leave, you know, my wife now, but my girlfriend at the time, um, you have to leave them for a significant amount of time because, you know, the team just paid you a lot of money and, you know, they expect you to be down there and start, start playing that year. So, um, yeah. Leaving my family was really, really hard. Um, you know, when it comes to that being an 18 year old kid and, uh, down in Florida, you know, never been down playing in this facility before. And, um, yeah, you're right. Everybody down there is just as, you know, it's really good, you know? And, and I think for me, I just kind of put my head down and ran with it, you know, put my work in. I've always come from, you know, a, a hard, um, you know, work ethic background, you know? So for me, I just put my head down and did it. You know, I think the hardest thing, You know, looking back though, was you didn't really know what to expect because you didn't, I didn't have any friends that had been minor leaguers or been professional baseball players. So I was kind of the first one that to go into the mix and, uh, you know, it was um, you
0: know, it was an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah, well, a successful ride at that to boot. So, um, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, super good stuff. So, um, you're you're in the Pirates organization. The whole trade goes down. You you know, the next thing you know, you're going to Tampa. Um, walk me through that a little bit. What's it like to be to be traded? I mean, I, you know, to me, that just seems you know, you, you you drafted by this organization and you put a lot, you know, time and effort in it and everything you have is probably got a Pirates logo on it and, you know, you're eating, sleeping, mm-hmm. breathing, trying to get to the show, you know, with the Pirates and be a part of it and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the next thing you know, you're like, hey, uh, we're moving you to Tampa. How does that happen? Yeah, uh,
1: it's, 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 uh, it's a, uh, it was a crazy time. You know, it's a complete opposite feeling of when you get drafted. You know, it's more shock and more, um worry, more anxiety comes with it more, um, there's a lot of emotions that run through your head when you get traded for the first time. Um, so, you know, for me being with Pittsburgh, that's all I knew. That's all I knew for, you know, five years, five plus years was Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, everything, right. Pittsburgh shirts, uh, shirts and, you know, being able to play in the big leagues with, with the pirates over there and, and falling in love with the city and the stadium and, um, the people, the teammates and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, uh, you know, you're gone and you're, and you're traded. And, um, you know, for me, it kind of opened up a whole new perspective of, you know, the business side of baseball. Um, you know, obviously you still go out there and, you know, you know you're trying to be a team guy and, and whoever team you play for, you try to do your best to help the team, team win ball games And whether that's a pirate shirt or a, or a jersey or a Tampa Bay jersey, you still have to have that same mindset. Um, you know, you want to go out there and win. And obviously, you know, getting traded to a successful team as, as we are now, as the Rays are. Um, it was fun. You know, it was a lot of fun and they took me in like family and I felt like, you know, my first day over here with the Rays, uh, two thousand eighteen, I felt like I had been here longer than, you know, just a few moments. And uh that was pretty special and it's been you know, it's been a fun ride these past couple of years.
0: Gotta tell me, uh I'd be remiss if we don't if we don't mention Kevin Cash. Tell me what it's like to play for Coach Cash.
1: No, that's awesome. He's a he's a <laughs> awesome down to earth guy he likes to cut up, he likes to keep keep things loose, and you know I think that's the best thing about him is that uh you, you feel like you can be yourself around him you can you feel like um he's not judging he's not doing anything. he just wants to to win ball games. that's his sole focus and he wants to have a person uh you know a um, relationship a personal relationship with you with each and every player and uh, that's what's special about him. He's a really like i said down to earth guy and um you know we're ourselves around him, and that's what helps us um you know helps us win
0: yeah i had the uh pleasure of fishing him years ago when he was uh a catcher well, nice. here in the organization um toby he was here when toby hall was here and uh it was gotcha. it was it was very it was a very interesting day especially with him and toby all on the boat together um those two caught up and it was it was pretty oh yeah it was a pretty hysterical day i don't know if you know Toby or not but uh He's a piece of work. I don't too. So, know. Yeah. He's, he's a piece of work too. <laughs> him and Cash were all over the place. Lou Pinella was the coach at the time and they were, they were, man, they were mimicking Pinella on the boat, making jokes. And we were catching oh, redfish. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it was, him. It was so funny. It was so funny. Not bad. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget that charter. That one was a dandy. So uh super interesting. interesting. So we couldn't, uh, you know, we can't, We're obviously going to talk some fishing here and get into the fishy side of Austin Meadows, but let's talk a little bit about. I mean, how do I can't imagine as a kid, you know, I I I always dreamt of playing college basketball, and um, you know, I never got to do that. But I can't imagine what it'd be like to play in the NCAA tournament. So for you as a baseball player and wanting to always be a major league player, what's it like the moment you realize you're headed for the World Series?
1: Man, that's a very surreal moment. Um, you know, being able to, to do that and be on that kind of stage, um, you know, was, was a really surreal experience for me. Um, you know, COVID or not, you know, I think that is something I'll never forget in a sense of, you know, a lot of guys play a long time in this league and baseball and a lot of guys don't get to make it to the World Series, don't even get to make the playoffs. And for us to kind of get to experience all that, you know, with me within my second or third year in the big leagues, with a a young career so far, um, you know, I'm pretty blessed to be able to experience all that and, you know, create memories of my teammates that, you know, last a long time.
0: How much does that experience fuel the fire to get back at some point?
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I think for me, um, you know, whether you win or lose, I think you still have that same desire. You know, you know what it feels like, you know, You know, you know um, that feeling of being in the World Series, and you just want to be back. You know, there's just a different, a different mindset, a different level of play, um, not only in the playoffs but in the World Series. You know, it's just a whole different level um, of adrenaline, and um, you know, want to be there. And uh, you know, obviously, we want to do everything in our power for you know this upcoming season to get back there because you know we obviously had a lot of fun last year, and we want to obviously build on it.
0: We're looking forward to uh, watching you. Chase that goal, my friend, for sure. Um, thank you. Thank you. L- let's um let's jump into the fishing part of Austin Meadows. So, how does that come about? I mean, I'm assuming, you know, you grew up in the South, Georgia. Although, you know, you, you grew up away from the saltwater. You know, great, some really world class mm-hmm. bass fishing in Georgia. Um, you know, is it a, is it a freshwater thing? Did you fish with with mom and dad growing up, grandparents, your brother? How did how did that whole passion yeah. start?
1: So, um, you know, with all the sports that we play, you obviously had to have a getaway, right? So um we my so my mom's uh, mom, we, we call her Mima, it's my grandma and uh you know, her and my granddad, he um you know, rest his soul. He's been in uh five years ago he passed away. But, you know, at the time he they had a lake house down in um, you know, middle south Georgia and uh Lake Sinclair, Freshwater Lake, um and that's kind of what our second home was, um, you know, kind of our getaway, I would say, whether it's a weekend or spring break, um, just to get away from sports. And, you know, that's something I'm glad I learned at an early age um, for me, you know, going back to the baseball side, just to have a getaway, have an outlet because, you know, it's go, go, go all the time and being able to kind of be yourself and, you know, fishing. And that, that's obviously fishing for me. Um, it just kind of helps me, you know, relax, you know, be with nature and just enjoy it. So um, that's kind of where everything started for us bass fishing and and stuff like that. So good
0: times. What happens to the fishy side of Austin Meadows? Again, obviously, you know, we talked about the trade and all that, but now you know you're coming to Tampa, Florida, on the west coast of Florida. I mean, I know the first time you and I met, you didn't even, you just heard (laughs) someone told you there was a captain in the building and you came looking for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I, uh, You know, once I got traded over here, I was like, man, this is going to be great to be able to be close to saltwater, um, and just to be able to spend time out there on the water. And, you know, obviously saltwater is somewhat new to me, you know, growing up freshwater fishing for 20 plus years. Um, you know, I think for me, that's all kind of all I knew. And, uh, you know, it actually starts before that actually with, with Pittsburgh getting drafted by Pittsburgh in 2013, um, you know, we had been in Bradenton and Anna Maria and, oh, okay. you know, Sarasota, Siesta Key. Um, so that's kind of where the saltwater, I'd say, would, would, um, kind of started, you know, spending more time here at that point than obviously back home in Georgia when I was living with my family. Um, so that's where, you know, the saltwater I, I, uh, game started to kind of build up for me. And, uh, you know, obviously not until... Um, you know, like this around this time last year, uh, you know, bought a boat for salt water and just you know fell in love with it
0: so if you if you had to if you had to pick, you know what's your greatest fishing memory? so far? Obviously, mm-hmm. you're young, so you got plenty of time to build on them. but what what stands out to you in your brain right now is one of the coolest fishing experiences you've ever had.
1: <laughs> man i don't know if this is cool but this is this is an interesting story here we were and uh it was probably when i was about probably 18 19 years old and you know i had um you know got in contact with a friend i had met him down in sarasota and he lives down there he's a captain there's captain joe peters he, he kind of works out of sarasota part-time captain work and stuff and we had met um through a charity event for golf or something. And then I found out that he had a boat, you know, I was all over it, right? Like, (laughs) let's go out there, let's do it. So, uh, we, uh, we get out there, he puts us on, um, we do a little tarpon charter, um, around the summertime and, and spring summertime and my family, my whole family's with me. You know, I got my mom and dad and my brother on the boat and, um, we go out, fishing off of anna maria right there um kind of off the beach and, and we hook up to a massive tarpon first time i've ever experienced it and it was just like my god you know there's a pool and the fight and you know it's just a whole different level of fishing and um you know biggest fish i've uh, definitely i've ever hooked on to and so we're fighting the fish for probably 30 minutes in 45 minutes in you know i'm getting tired it takes us out a little bit further out into the Gulf. So, you know, we're miles offshore at this point and the storm starts rolling in. So we're like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? Right. Do we cut the line or do we stick it through? And obviously my mom, she's a worrier. So she's worried about us getting struck by lightning and, and you know, and panicking and she's saying, cut the line. And I look at my mom and I said, no, we are not cutting this line. I'm <laughs> catching this fish and we are going in. And then, you know, obviously I caught the fish. We got, Pictures with it in the water, and uh, you know it was a that was a pretty special, pretty cool moment.
0: (laughs) I don't think people really, I don't think people that have never fought a tarpon or been on a boat where someone's caught a tarpon, or you know somebody who hasn't seen one hooked, really understands. You know when a Mm. five foot fish comes out of the water, you know, (laughs) fifteen feet, twenty feet from the boat, five six feet in the air, uh, it's just absolutely mind-blowing the first time you see it, it is. yeah it's really oh, it is. it's yeah, unbelievable yeah it's an epic unbelievable
1: uh, unbelievable uh unbelievable creature to say the <laughs> least it's uh an epic flight a drill and a rush is out of this world so it was pretty pretty cool moment
0: so would that be if you were asked what would be your favorite fish to catch are you a tarpon guy now or are you a redfish snook or still a bass guy what what fish is it for austin meadows
1: Mm, man that's a tough one mm-hmm. lately I've been getting into a little bit of offshore game in a sense of not too far off but you know um you know catching grouper off the bottom or snapper um cause, you know I love to eat fish so I like to it's all I guess it's a price thing getting to bring home some fish and eat it in that night right so yeah. um you know those are fun for me but when it comes to a fight and I think my favorite fish would probably be a snook um just the fight that they give and you know, obviously, um, you know, they're they get pretty big. So that's probably I would
0: say that's the top of the list. What's your biggest, do you know?
1: Yeah, I caught one actually that's layoff, uh the, during COVID layoff down in Boca Grand. I caught a forty two inch nice um down there. So that was uh that was pretty cool.
0: Live bait or artificial?
1: Uh live bait. Actually cut bait. Okay. A little bit of cut bait on a knocker rig and just kinda let it sit, next thing you know.
0: We've
1: got a 42-inch snook on the boat. So. Nice.
0: Have you done much artificial fishing on the saltwater side yet, Austin?
1: You know, that's that's one thing that I think I have to get better at. I think for me, um, you know, I, I like I like to, uh, you know, go out, you know, catch my own bait in the net and just figure out how to throw a 12-foot cast. Not easy, by the way. It took me a long time to figure out. Um, but, you know, I, I – uh, Kind of learned that during the the layoff and COVID, and you know, got to throwing a cast net right and catching my own bait, and um, you know, obviously using that bait the rest of the day. That's been kind of my thing, um, but I'm definitely trying to get better and you know, use more frequently the uh, the artificial the artificial lures for sure.
0: Well, you're not a uh, you're not clueless when it comes to throwing artificials, seeing as how you and I have. Recently, spent a day on the <laughs> boat uh, chasing bass around uh, Central Florida here. So, um, I think maybe, of course, uh, yeah, when yeah, you get a little time under your belt, I think uh, it won't take long, my friend, at all. So, good stuff. How about? <laughs> have you been anywhere? Have you had a chance to go anywhere? Uh, I say exotic, but uh, you know, have you been to Costa Rica or Guatemala? You know, any of those uh, places, either on your list or a place that you uh, maybe and your bride have already been.
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely, I have not been out there. That's a bucket list for sure. A Costa Rica trip is something I always dreamed of of doing. Um, But for me, um, my wife and I went to uh, Antigua um, for our honeymoon back in 2018, and we had done a a charter, actually. Um, And it was one of the coolest experiences I've had. Granted, it was rough, a little bit bigger swells uh, down there. But, (laughs) um, you know, being able to troll for Mahi, the first time I caught Mahi, and uh being in that deep of water was just a whole different experience than i had ever experienced before um and that was that was really really cool uh, we stayed at heritage bay out down there in Antigua, so it, it was a really really cool experience but you know one of my favorite places i'm sure a lot of other people um, would agree with this is key west and Isla Murata and <laughs> being down there and, and being able to get offshore so quick or kind of fish for whatever you want that's uh you know that's been a cool experience down there for me too
0: Yeah, the Keys, uh, Florida Keys, you know, the fishing capital of the world for a reason, just because there's there's just so many great options and so much great fishing there in the Keys. It's really, uh, it's really silly with the Gulf on one side and the ocean on the other and, you know, deep water, shallow water, permit and tarpon and bonefish and, you know, sailfish and never stops. yeah, it never stops. Button said. snapper. I mean, it's just yeah, it's a, it's an absolutely epic place. So I fully understand that. Well, my friend, I really, really appreciate the time today. Um, you know, in the short time that we've known each other, the uh, the real animals here have definitely become a bigger Austin Meadows fan. Great player, obviously on the field. We we'll so love much. watching you do what you do. But uh, spending some time with you and your bride, you guys are just amazing people. And it was interesting after some of the photos from our fishing adventure you know got out on on my social media I had so many people you know Chiming in and, and messaging that, you know, hey, we, we heard he was such a good guy and um, your reputation of being a, just a class act and a great guy precedes you really well. And then for those that are lucky enough There's to fine. meet you, it, it was really a pleasure. I had an absolute blast. Uh, the camera guys from Colorblind Media had a blast as well. You <laughs> were uh, you were a ton of fun to be with and uh, we really appreciate your time today. I know it's getting ready to be your time of the year where you're playing ball and if your time is valuable. We appreciate it, my friend. Big time.
1: Uh, of course, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoyed it.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. I can honestly tell you that uh, I've, I've met and spoken with so many professional athletes in my career. have been very blessed uh, to hang out with a bunch of them. And and Austin Meadows is right there with that whole group. Down to earth, just a phenomenal kid. Him and his wife are great, great people. So really enjoyed that. Uh, Wishing the Tampa Bay Rays a a great season. Hopefully they can get back to the World Series here and uh, make the Bay Area proud. But uh, super good stuff. And again, I hope you enjoyed it. The Real Animals Podcast. Always brought to you by our good friends at Contender Boats. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and RI Bay.com. Now we're also on Spotify. Remember, it's real important to subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us out. Uh, if there's anybody out there that you would like to hear us do a podcast with, we're always open to suggestions. You can reach out to us on the Real Animals Facebook page at the Real Animals Fishing Show, or you can reach out to us on Instagram, which is at Real Animals TV. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans. Experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry. Pro wrestling personality David Penzer. MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. And strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.